Be confident. Be bold. Be authentic. But don't forget to take action. This is Ordinary to Badass, where our stories empower women to step into the spotlight of their own lives and pursue what they're truly passionate about. It's time to step into the arena and become more than just extraordinary. It's time to become a badass with your host, Marie Sonneman. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass, episode number 15. In this episode, I will be talking to author Ashley Munoz. Ashley is the author of four books, which she's written in the last couple years, and she's also a mother of four. Ashley is a total badass, and I can't wait for you to hear her story. During this interview, you might hear doors closing or children in the background, and guess what? I'm not going to edit that out. Here's the thing. Ashley is a badass. She is a full-time mom and has a lot going on, but she still has time to squeeze in podcast interviews or write her books. That's what we're aspiring to be and do, to not make excuses, not let life get in the way. Ashley is such a rock star, and I can't wait for you to hear her story. But before we start, I want to encourage you to head on over to OrdinaryToBadass.com and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Usually, I have a badass theme of the month, and we do a deep dive into it. So it might be something like how to find good habits and how to pursue a life that you're passionate about. And I try to find out all the information that I can on those topics and report back to you what I find. Again, go to OrdinaryToBadass.com and sign up today. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass. Whether you're ordinary or you're badass, I'm glad you're here. Today's guest is Ashley Munoz. Ashley, thank you so much for being here. Excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. First off, before we go any further, I've got to ask you, do you consider yourself to be ordinary or badass? Oh man, I feel like I'm a bit of a hybrid. I, there's definitely <laughs> days I'm just ordinary, um, but I like to think of myself as badass. Love it. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm a mother of four kids. Um, I'm currently a stay-at-home mom. I left my nonprofit organization um, two years ago when my son was born. So I've been home and um, I don't know if there's any other people out there that can relate, but when you're home, it kind of, you can kind of lose yourself. So I actually started writing recently and I'm a, I'm an indie author as of last year. So nice. So tell me about how that how you lost yourself or what that was feeling like and kind of what led you to start writing? I'm just a, I'm a very busy person. I think I've, I started my parenting journey out as a single mother, um, 13 years ago. And so I've always had this like thing in me that I have to get something done or get something accomplished. Um, and then I married my husband and it's been a great journey, but being a stay at home mom was very new for me. 
Um, so as far as just losing myself, I just started to get, you know, I don't, I would try to get out of the house and I would go places, but when my son was very young, it really wasn't happening as often. And I was sitting in sweatpants and not showering more often, not than, than I was. And I just started to feel like I was losing my identity and losing what made me me and what gave me a spark. So I, uh, I don't know, I just started writing. My son was, I was nursing him while I pulled out my Google Docs app on my cell phone and I just started writing a story. Had you ever written before that point? No. That's so cool. So you're nursing your son, you pulled out the Google Docs on your phone and then did that start to become a routine or how did that work? Yeah, I mean, instead of, I used to read books from like my Kindle app or I would read news articles Um, but I dealt pretty, I I struggled with postpartum depression with my son pretty severely. So I realized I I needed to start separating myself from a lot of the negative news that I was seeing and other things that were just really messing with my mood. So the writing was just an outlet. I just started, you know, bringing it out every chance I had instead of watching TV or doing whatever I normally did. And I just, um, I became very disciplined in plotting and planning and writing. And before I knew it, this entire story just unfolded. So how long ago was that that you started writing in the, in the Google Docs? Um, that was the summer of 2000, I want to say 17. Yeah, 2017 is when that started. And I got to ask, how old are your kids? My oldest is 13 years old. And then I have an 11 year old. So they're both in middle school and they're both girls. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fun age. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super fun. Um, and I have a seven year old daughter. So I have three girls. And then my youngest is a two year old, two year old boy. So you have your hands full. <laughs> I really do. The different ages, while it's nice in one aspect, I get some help. It is also hard emotionally because there's so many different things happening. So I know you said initially that it all started happening like when you were nursing your son, but then did it transform to other places or other times that you started doing it as well? Oh, definitely. I mean, as soon as I, as soon as the book, I guess you could say was finished and it's very, very rough uh, copy, very rough stage, I converted it to a Word document and then just began um, editing and reading from my laptop. And that has really transformed. I mean, I just published my fourth book publishes this Friday and I have an office now and it's full of books and full of things that I never thought I'd have. I never thought I'd have my own office dedicated to this, uh, essentially this new career that just kind of launched. That's so cool. So how do you make time? How do you make time to start writing? That is so, it's, it's a struggle. I'm not going to lie. I, it's something I have to fight for. It's something I have to be very careful with. Um, there's often nights where I will, my whole house shuts down by 8.30 p.m. So that's one nice thing. My husband goes to bed early, everything. So I will stay up um, after hours and try to get some writing in. And I will try to write if and when my son naps, which gives me maybe two hours. Uh, but that's about it. <laughs> that's that's all the time I can generally find to write. So at what point did it turn from just kind of writing as an outlet to writing for to write a book? You know, I'm not even sure. I think 
you know, I, uh, I had this, this thing happen a couple years ago. My dad died very suddenly, very tragically. And my sister, actually, I, I wasn't coping well. So my sister had encouraged me to start reading uh, just fiction books, just random fiction. Uh, I think I started with some like fantasy book, but I, I just, because of my schedule, I, I don't have a lot of time to read paperback books. So she told me about the Kindle app. And anyway, it started this journey where I started reading a lot. And I realized I didn't even know about self-publishing. I did not know it was a thing. I didn't know it was an option. And I started reading the acknowledgments in some of these books and it just sparked something in me, like it ignited this fire. And all of a sudden I was like, I could do that. It was like this whisper in the back of my head that was like, I could do that. I could go and I could write a book and I could publish it. So I think it just started as a challenge for myself, really. So you heard kind of the whisper in the back of your head and then where did you go from there? Um, I did a lot of research on how to self-publish. Um, it was a lot of hours pouring over how to successfully launch a book, how to get readers, how to find readers. Um, and then once I like dipped my toes into that pool, I just dove in completely. And it kind of, it's like a current, it just sweeps you away. And then before I really just, I mean, it's been a year and it's just been nonstop amazingness, I guess if that's not a great word, but I, I guess to answer your question, like I just, I just kept finding ways to push the envelope and I would apply myself and then do more research and find new ways. And that just, that hasn't stopped. So did you find that once you started digging for answers and doing research that it became a little bit easier or feel like it was more manageable? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many tools out there. And I love that there are people who dedicate their time to writing blogs and doing YouTube videos and podcasts and things like that, just that help. Um, and it did become easier. It's still a challenge. It's a very, I write in a very saturated market. So it takes a lot of grit and grace to walk it out and to help hold my head up and think of it as a career, not just a hobby. Um, and I think that that's that whole ordinary to badass. I can't think of it as this, oh, it's nothing. I have to constantly remind myself that this is something it's worth doing. It's worth walking out no matter how hard it gets, you know, and that's, I guess, what keeps me going. So when you started doing research and stuff, did you pay for any online classes? Did you do it like Google searches or YouTube or how did you go about that? I started with every free resource I could possibly find. I love um, that. Yeah, there's a plethora of Facebook groups dedicated to self-publishing, indie authors, um, YouTube videos. I mean, hours and hours. There's, um, gosh, there's one. Jeff Goins had a, a couple free different resources that I, I dove into. I mean, my friend Sarah, who's also a writer, she had a couple resources she threw at me. So I was just very eager to um, to learn, and I was a student of this prior to just launching into it. But then I did I did end up paying for a course. I think it was like $150, and it was from a USA bestseller who took the time to de develop all of these videos um, specifically for my genre and my uh, demographic. So what would you recommend to other people? Would you recommend that they that they buy courses or do you think it's necessary to buy courses or do you think, you know, just to do research like on Google or YouTube? You know, 
it's, I get this question a lot, especially when I was first starting out and I published my first book, I had a lot of people ask me, how do I do this? And before my biggest suggestion is before you spend any money on anything, make sure it's something that doesn't go away. Make sure it's not a fad that you're walking out. Make sure because the self-publishing industry is expensive. Very, very, very expensive. Um, I, so yeah, I definitely wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend just all of a sudden going to pay a thousand dollars for some writing retreat because you're going to be a writer. I think you need to be disciplined first and finding every free resource that you can. I love that quote from Sister Act. It, it stays in the back of my head. It always has since I was little, but there's this part where Whoopi Goldberg is telling that girl, it's in like Sister Act 2, where she says, if you wake up and the first thing you want to do is sing, then you're a singer. And I love that because it really is true. Like if this is something you want to do, then it's going to be your bread and butter, metaphorically, um, that you do between washing dishes and between going to work. I, a ton of my friends are, they go to a, a job, they work 40 to 80 hours a week, and then they still go home and write a book, you know? So it's, Definitely is a spectrum of people who do it, but my biggest encouragement is before you spend any money, dive into every free resource that you can. Make sure it's something you want. You know, it's a pretty daunting thing to start. Yeah, I love that. So you talked a little bit about having to have grit and that it can be hard sometimes. Uh, do you, how do you overcome the hard times? Um, a glass of wine usually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I would say in my, in my industry, you know, reviews are a really big part of what makes it hard. Um, I get, I open myself up to getting reviews on Amazon and Goodreads and BookBub and every other place. And that, that's not always easy if it's a negative review or someone who just didn't get it or there's editing or something like that. That's been hard. My biggest thing with that is, I guess, reserving, just looking at it as a part of the writing process. You know, there's, there's all these different elements to writing, you know, you need to get your book edited, your book proof. And so what I started doing was lumping, mentally lumping in the really hard part, which was receiving critique or I don't know, something falling flat, just putting it in that box, which is all a part of the writing process and being able to shut my laptop and walk away from the work is, has been very big for me. Uh, family time knowing when I need to stop and just watch something funny. Um, so really just knowing my tics and not diving so far and so deep that I don't know how to come out of it. So how do you know when it's time to walk away? Like, is it just a certain feeling you get or if it's when you're overwhelmed? Definitely overwhelmed. I'll start snapping at my kids. I'll start snapping at my husband. He's great because he'll be able to tell me, you know, like, hey, you need to, you need to take a little break. And you know, my family knows me better than I sometimes know myself because sometimes I'll get buried in the work. I mean, there are times like this week, for example, is uh, release week. I release on Friday. Things are a little more stressful than normal. So that's, it's normal. I guess <laughs> in my family knows that. But if it's not a release week and I'm just sinking under the weight of someone's opinion, my husband and my family will remind me, mom, take a break shut the laptop, take a break. And I've learned to listen to that because it's important. Yeah, that's cool. And it's cool that they recognize it and will just tell you. So then, you know, it, it's sometimes a reminder. Right. So have you ever wanted to walk away and stop doing it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what stops you? Um, 
I think it's that same thing, that same whisper, if you want to call it that, in the back of my mind that chat that started this whole thing in the first place. Um, that I saw it as a challenge that never really goes away. I feel like I owe it to myself to keep going. There's also a huge part of me that wants to recoup some costs that I put into this um, because I look at it as an investment and I'm really just investing in myself and I know I can do the work and I know that I can, that's the thing is I know I'm a good writer at the end of the day. I know that I have stories to tell that people enjoy reading I'm not the best in my industry by any means, but I'm still good enough to where I know if I invest properly and do the work, there will be a payout if I just keep going. So I guess that's like a weird answer, but <laughs> it's honestly what keeps me going is like, I put a lot of money into this and I want some money back. So when you first started this, did you know a bunch of authors were a bunch, like, was it just kind of a natural step because a bunch of people around you were doing it or were you kind of on your own? No, I was completely on my own. If I could go back and do it again, I would have been a blogger or something for like two years and built up some connections because I just started it by myself, nobody, and it was a little rough. So you said to build up some connections, was that why you would have maybe chosen blogging as just to you know, learn people in the industry first? Yeah, definitely. Um, blogging is, I mean, that's how our world goes around. I guess you could say is our bloggers get the word out. They spread the word about the books, they read, they review. Um, if I could go back and do everything again, I would have become a book blogger. I was reading enough as it was anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. and just, I would have built some connections in the industry and then started my journey. It would have it just would have made a few things a little easier on me. Yeah. And I think some people struggle with consistency, like consistently writing or they want to, you know, give up or is this writing good enough? So I think maybe that's where blogging can help is if you know you have to publish every week or every two mm -hmm. weeks, then you're just going to put something out there, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, being a part of some of those Facebook groups and reader groups, it would have at least given me a little bit of a a hint as to what I might face or what I might go through. And I, I just was such a, a novice going into it. I mean, I really had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so you mentioned the Facebook groups and then your family. I was going to ask, how have you found support? Is there any other ways that you've sound, found support while going through this? Um, when I first started out, there was a new, a couple of new authors that were kind of just fumbling through their process like I was. And I reached out to them. One in particular, um, I just, I'm a huge fan of encouraging people and clapping for them, whether that's on Facebook or whatever, but just going out of my way to say, you're doing really good. So I was doing this with this one girl who lived in Connecticut. And I just said, look, I think you're awesome. I think what you're doing is great. And I read her book and left a review. And she ended up becoming like my best friend. And we oh, wrote that's a book cool. Together. Yeah, we wrote a book together. And it was just such a cool connection to make. She's my biggest support system um, because I can go to her. She knows this industry. She has a family. She, you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. that, that thing. And so I would say my biggest support definitely comes from the indie community. They were amazingly supportive, way more than I ever thought I would receive um, and they continue to be supportive. Um, and then, yeah, my family, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> I know 
I've, I've heard of the indie community, um, but how did you get into that? How did that come about? And can you tell a little bit more about what it means? Yeah, the indie community just essentially means that someone decided to publish their own book, whether that's a poetry book or self-help book, whatever it means. It just means they did not wait for a publishing company to publish them. So they put all the money into cover design, editor costs, formatting the book, printing the book, everything. Um, When I started, there was a company called Create Space that was doing all of this, and then Amazon bought them out. So Amazon has a service now called uh, Kindle Direct Printing or KDP. So essentially, someone just takes all their work and they go to this program and they do all the necessary steps, and that's how they get their book essentially uploaded to the Kindle app. Or you can, I mean, there's so many different, I'm, I'm only talking about one because it's the right. one I deal with, but there's so many others that people, I mean, there's Barnes and Noble, Nook, something or other. Um, but as far as that goes, I mean, there's just such a huge, I mean, group of people who have chosen to do that because the publishing industry, it, it's just changed so much. Um, and it's, people aren't waiting anymore to have their dreams fulfilled, you know, like I want to write a book, I'm going to go write a book. <laughs> so, um, I guess as far as the indie community, that's what I'm referring to. I'm referring to individuals who've chosen to publish their own books without any support or money. <laughs> and earlier you had mentioned that self-publishing is expensive. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I know there's some people who do it with next to no budget at all. Unfortunately, those people generally don't make a lot of money. Um, And what I mean by that is you have to, it's a very saturated market. It just is, especially if you go up against big publishers who have a lot, you know, Barnes and Noble slots, things like that. Um, So you have to pay someone generally to design your book and you have to generally pay for a photo. So you start with like an image and you have to pay someone to construct this cover to pay for an editor. I mean, on average, a book, I'll just be kind of honest here, uh, to publish a book, I write in the contemporary romance genre, just to give you a little reference there. But a good book that will, that you have like marketing and promotion and all of that, it's going to be around $5,000. And that's on the low end. So if you think about that per book, that's, it's just, it's, it is expensive. So did you know all that upfront before you published your first book? Somewhat. I mean, I did do some, I I did all that research, but I didn't know. There was just still so much that I didn't know. And I wish that I did know. I I didn't shop around. I'm not a super confrontational person, so I don't like hurting people's feelings. So the first cover designer I came across, I just said yes to her. And I should have pushed the envelope more. And anyway, it ended up being a very expensive mess. I ended up listening to a few people who said they didn't like the cover I chose. So I paid to have a completely different cover designed. And it was, was just that heartbreaking. Mess. It was heartbreaking because after I published the book on a whim, I presented my original cover just to see what would happen. And I did it in this group and everyone went crazy. And they were like, oh my gosh, that cover. I love that cover. And my sales went through the roof. And I just sat back and I was like, really? (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) so yeah. 
but I don't know about you. I sometimes like all the tough times along the way that you don't know about in advance. I almost feel like if you knew them in advance, it would have put, it might've stopped you in your tracks and you wouldn't have went forward if you knew of all the hard things you'd have had to go through. That's true. That's a very good point. And you're probably right. <laughs> well, it's easier to say after than when you're going through it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. What is something that most people don't know about self-publishing? Oh man, I think just the the process of how limited some of the stuff is. Um, if, for example, whenever there's an error, some some readers will message me and they'll say, I found three errors in your book and they'll screenshot it and show me. And it's so funny because I'm like, it, it's not exactly easy to just go and make <laughs> that change. <laughs> like, right. It, it's not, and so it's funny, sometimes I'm like, okay, thank you for doing that, um, but, and I found more often than not, people don't understand that that is something that's not exactly easy to do, you know? So, what would you say to the mom that's going through it right now, that has four young kids, five young kids, two young kids, doesn't matter, um, what would you say to, to that mom about pursuing her passion? I would say just keep going, take baby steps because every single step toward your goal is success. Um, I wish I could apply that logic to my weight loss goals, (laughs) (laughs) but as far as like, you know, working and and something like this, uh, publishing a book, um, my, my biggest thing that I wrestle with all the time is this thought that my kids are only young one time. There will be time to pursue, I'm not saying to not do it now, because I think it's important to make, you know, start working now towards that dream, but don't get discouraged when you don't see the completion of the dream right now, because during this time when your kids are young and all of this is happening, give yourself grace because that, that this time when they're this little, it'll go by so fast. And so that's something I constantly remind myself when I start to get like anxious or like, oh, I just want to get this and that and this and that and book signings. I mean, I've been invited to a couple, but I'm, you know, financially and with my kids, I I have to remind myself that I do not need to go into massive debt (laughs) just to go to a few book signings and my kids, that's their summer and I don't need to be gone. So I don't know, I guess just to encourage them to keep going and baby steps are still steps towards that goal. How would going to a book signing be massive debt? Like, are you talking about like flying there or hotel or that, those kind of things? Yeah, there's some really awesome opportunities um, that have come up for me, but I live on the West Coast. I live all the way over in Oregon. There's not a ton of book signing events that happen over here. Most of them take place on the East Coast or out of the country. And yeah, I would have to pay for my own ticket. I would have to pay for the table fee. I would have to pay to ship the books. I would have to pay for all of those things and the hotel fee. Um, And it it just can start to add up. All of the things can start to add up. So when did you decide to kind of start setting boundaries or to just be okay with not, not doing everything? It was this year. I, I took on too many things. I published my debut book, September of 2018. So just this last year. And then in April of this year, 2019, I published my second book. And if you remember how much I said each each book cost. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so my best friend and I decided to write a book together. And um, that was such a fun, exciting venture. 
But in my mind, I thought, we'll split the cost of everything. However, it ended up being more than I would have normally spent on a book just because all of the things she normally does are not the same things that I do. Um, so anyway, it was just too much all at once. And after that book, I just, I looked at my finances and I looked at the amount of time that each release had been taking away from my family. And I just hit this point where I was like, I need to slow down a lot. Like this needs to stop. So it sounds like maybe through this journey that you've struggled with mom guilt. How do you deal with that? I, sh- I do struggle with mom guilt. Sorry. Hang on on my son. Sorry. This is- you're fine. You're fine. Um, I do struggle with mom guilt. Um, it's something I have to consistently mentally tell myself that I'm doing good, that I'm doing okay. And that I'm not perfect. And I tell my kids that all the time. I am not perfect. I'm trying my best. And that's all I can do at the end of the day. And my husband's a great um, reminder. When I need a reminder of that, he says that, you know, we're not perfect. We're just doing our best. And as long as that's true, it works. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And then, like, as we're talking, I can kind of hear your kids in the background. But that's being a mom and making it work. You're not using it like as an excuse, you're like, I can have my kids here and I can do a podcast or do whatever. And you're just making it work. And I think that's so awesome. Yeah. And it's, it is, there are days where I'm like, oh man, how am I going to fit this in when this is happening? And I don't have family that lives here that I can do babysitting or anything. I mean, I haven't had my hair done in like a year. Cause I'm <laughs> like, uh, they're, you know, my schedule just doesn't work with their schedule. And for now that this is my life and it's okay. Right. Can you, can you tell us what your four books are? Yeah, my first book is called Glimmer. And it's, like I said, I write in the romance genre, but it's more of a, like a cleaner romance. So it's more of like the plot line and stuff. Um, and the second book is called Fade. And those two are an interconnected series, um, kind of bounce off each other with characters. My third book, the one I wrote with my friend, is called What Are the Chances? And that's a romantic comedy. And then my fourth full-length book that I'll be publishing this week is called The Rest of Me, which is about a widowed mother with four kids, and it's actually a tribute to my late father. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you don't have to answer this one if you don't want to, but uh, if you could talk to your dad or tell him something about this book, what would you tell him? Um, sorry. I think that I would tell my dad that I... I, I did my best or I don't know. It's, it's just, it was, yeah. it was a hard thing. He, uh-huh. he, he died at 55 and he did leave behind four young kids. He had remarried. And so I don't know. I think I would just say, I miss you. Yeah, <laughs> so. totally. So let's end with a tip to empower women and then how the audience can connect with you. Okay. Tip to empower women. <laughs> um, this is something I still struggle with myself so I'm not I'm preaching to the choir (laughs) um but it's just to silence those negative thoughts that constantly dog us down that we aren't good enough or you know like and I I do want to stress something really big um I do not have any massive schooling in my background I didn't go to college (laughs) um that was something that stopped me for a while was thinking I needed an associates and something or whatever I don't have any of those things. 
So if you're literally just an ordinary person who's just trying to do it, you can literally turn that and become a badass writer or whatever you want to do. So I would say just challenge yourself. Whoever says you can't do this, find a way to prove them wrong. I love that. And how can we connect with you? I am literally everywhere. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Ashley Munoz. Um, I don't have the N Y above my N because I didn't know how to use it on the computer. And then it just got away from me. So it's just, it looks like Ashley Munoz. So A-S-H-L-E-Y-M-U-O-N or M-U-N-O-Z. Is that right? Yep. Ashley Munoz author page on Facebook. Um, I'm Ashley Munoz underscore author on Instagram. And I'm going to say your Instagram name again. Yeah, it's Ashley Munoz underscore author. Okay. And yeah, I'm on Twitter. um, But I don't know my handle off the top of my head. That's fine. Um, If you think of it between now and then you can always just send it to me. Yeah. And my Instagram has a cool link tree that literally has all my books, my website. I have a website. You can find me there, ashleymunozbooks.com. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show, Ashley. You have been a total badass. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. With that, we'll end our show. And to all the badass women out there staying in the arena, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, own it and get after it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, friend. If you enjoyed it, I would be so grateful if you headed on over to iTunes and left a review. When you leave a review, it helps other people just like you to find the show. Also, I would love it if you screenshotted it, screenshotted your review, and then sent it on over to me on Instagram at Ordinary to Badass. That way, I can make sure to say thank you and show you my gratitude. Thank you so much. You're such a rock star. Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we want to hear from you. Go to our website, OrdinaryToBadass.com slash podcast and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future spotlight episode of the show. That's OrdinaryToBadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt, and get back in the arena.